and he would come in for lunch. And the special at that time was usually one of the subs on the menu with a super salad and a free beverage. And he would always say, can I get potato chips instead? And I said, yes, because I was usually at the register. And he thought I did it just for him. (laughs) But I would do it for anybody who asked, but that's okay. Let him think that. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1, 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation. Because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, digital media operates from a distance. And that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome back to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. I am Pastor Jason Schockman. And I am Mary Hickabye. <laughs> there we go. Our special guest. This is part two of our interview with Mary when we left off with part one. And if you haven't listened to that, we would encourage you to do that. Oh, please. Uh, we, we left off talking about food. I This was a fascinating insight. Uh, you you know, we, we're, Pastor Shockman asked you about your mom because, you know, your dad is a legendary figure here, but your mom was a lot more be, behind the scenes. And you, we talked about how she served and you said she loved through food and making things. And we, we talked about your sister, Julie, who's type one diabetic, diagnosed when she was three and how, you know, Florence always made something to make her feel included and so forth. She loved through food. And I, it just that, you know, I've been around for 10 years. It had never kind of clicked for me between that and what you do and, 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 it, and what you do, which is, I mean, only a part of what you do, but for us here at St. Paul's and a pretty significant thing. So tell our, tell our listeners about what why I'm why I'm geeking out about that food connection. So Mary, what do you do at St. Paul's? <laughs> I oversee Lord's Covered Food Program. It's a food pantry and free meal to our community for anyone in need. If they do, need help, we will be here for them. And who who defines whether someone needs help? They basically do. Yeah. If someone knocks on our door, we're going to help them. All the pastors that have been here, well, I've been involved with the Lord's Cupboard, have always said, because I've asked them, I said, do I need to get ID? Do I need to have them show me anything? And many food pantries do that, that you have to show that you have a need. And every single pastor has always said, someone knocks on our door, we'll help them. We're going to help them. And that is huge for me because that's what we should do in my opinion. And that's, you know, it's, I have always been particularly proud and I am reluctant to use the word niche. Um, but that I've always been particularly proud of that. We do that. We don't necessarily have a lot, but if, if you need help, we don't put you through a means test 
in in you know that through a bunch of rigmarole and you know if you're a person who is hungry when you go you, i mean you often have to tell a story and fill out forms and and it gets long and laborious and you have to restate your story and it kind of it lends itself to understating or overstating and mm-hmm. and it and it become it can and becomes can become over time demeaning and how refreshing it is when somebody just gives you help or even it can become um it can become a encouragement to embellish can i tell a good enough story can i tell a sad enough story that i'll get help that i'll get what i'm that what i'm asking for or or it becomes a discouragement because i just I don't want, I don't want to go through it again. I just will go without. And, and so either folks go without or the story gets bigger and gets retold in more places and then they get more and more and more and more. Uh, And I've seen it on both sides, right? Um, I served a a smaller church that didn't have a Mary Hickenbottom uh, where I had some discretionary funds to help people that came in the door Right. Uh, my policy then was I'll help any, I'll help anybody once. I'll help anybody once. Right. And now if you're going to take advantage of that, we're going to, we're going to then have some conversations, Sure, but it takes a long time, right. For me to get to that point of saying to someone, you know, you're kind of taking advantage of this. And I, and I wonder if there's another way that I can actually help you. Um, and I rejoice that through the Lord's cupboard, through the Lord's lambs, uh, we have not just the ability, but the policy to simply help. Yep. Yes. It's always, and it helps the volunteers too, that they don't feel like they have to be policemen. Yeah. And sometimes we've been questioned, which we should always be questioned if someone isn't sure on something, one of the church members, and would say, are you sure they're really using it, that, that they really need it? And I said, actually got some words from one of the pastors that said, it's not my place to judge them. Yeah, That's God's job. So if they're abusing it, then yeah. we'll find out eventually, and then we can make adjustments. But If to, they need a cup of cold water, you put it in their hand. Yeah. If they're thirsty, you give them something to drink. If they're hungry, you give them something to eat. If they're, if they're in need of clothing... You put clothes on their back. I I'm, think I think I've heard somebody talk about that. Before. Somebody yeah. said that before. Yeah, someone. Yeah. Um. So you've been involved in our Lord's cupboard food pantry for since when? Um. Okay. So I was baptized, confirmed, may, and may, married here. Yeah. Forgive me. Let me let me back up on this. Can you tell the story of our Lord's cupboard at St. Paul's? How much of that story do you know? How that started? Well, I believe Ole and Ann Lindquist were one of the beginning members, founders of Lord's Cupboard. I'm not sure, fully clear on the whole history of it. But I believe they they started it along with a few other people back in the 80s, I think it was. And it was mainly supposed to be for St. Paul's members to help them out. And then it eventually grew to community. I... Got involved probably about 2008, 
2007, 2008, something like that, and kind of took it over in about 2010, I think it was. Um, so it just kept growing and growing. And then with COVID, it really grew. And let's make, let's make that, I'm going to make a note here. Let's come back to the COVID time because that's a whole different thing. It, it's a, it's a different thing and an important thing to talk about. So let me make note of that and we'll come back to talking about COVID. But so we, it started as, so the Lord's Cupboard started as collecting food to give to people from St. Paul's to, to help our own. I think it was also clothing too. And, and clothing. Okay. And, but then it began to expand to people beyond our church family. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know really how it ran during the 90s and early 2000s for sure. Yeah. But I vaguely remember Don Meyer being involved in that. Yes. Back back in the day. Not surprised. Back in the day as well. And if and if you want, that was, was that our first? Yeah, that was our first episode. So, yeah, Don if you and want, Karen Meyer. We had a inter- wonderful interview with Don and Karen Meyer that's well worth listening to. Um, so, you know, and they were obvi- they were involved in that back quite some time ago. So we started this thing going out to the community and, and it started to grow. So tell us what that, what does that mean? It means more people were coming. The need was greater. Um, there was a time we were open for every Monday night and then we did not have enough stuff to give away. So then we reduced it to two times a month. There have been times when I've been the director that I would look at the checkbook account and I would have less than $100 in it. Because we are not part of the budget of St. Paul's at all. It's, this is a totally 100% charitable mission for the Lord's Cupboard uh, ministry. And, well, this is how God has blessed me. And I know our God has a humor Big, big, big. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He hits me on the head so many times. Like, would you just listen to me? Would you just trust me? Because when I get that $50 left in the checking account, I would fret and worry and, oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, a couple days later, I'll just, I just finally pray. And, huh, in a couple days, there's a check for $1,000 or something like that that someone donates. And it's like, okay, I get it. Sorry about that. I don't know why I waste the time, but I did. And sorry. Matthew 6, right? Rings really true here. Uh, don't, don't worry, right? God, God looks over the sparrows and he looks over the flowers of the field and they are clothed in wonder and glory and splendor. And, and Solomon wasn't even arrayed like this, right? And if God looks after them, how much more important are you than they? So don't worry. Yes. About tomorrow, it'll take care of itself. I don't know if I really answered your question, how we kind of grew, but um, it just, our name, we, we tried to get our name out to other places, like the Conwalk Food Pantry, let them know that, yay, we're here. So if you know people and you are only letting people come once a month or twice a month, they could come here too. So we just kind of spread the word and talked to other local food pantries and then our affiliation with Feeding America helps also. So tell me about that. What is, what is Feeding America? Feeding America is a food broker. So food pantries get their food from them at a reduced cost or some things are at no cost hmm. because they were donated from Target and Walmart and Pick and Save and Sam's Club and 
That explains why I see some of the brands in our food pantry that I see. Yes. Ah. Exactly. And they have peanut butter drives you can see around Milwaukee County, Waukesha yeah. County. So if you donate to that, then we're probably getting a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we buy food from Feeding America at a discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then affords us the ability to buy maybe a little more. Right. So we can give a little more away. Right. And then we also get some food grants through Feeding America, our affiliation with them, from Siebert Lutheran Foundation. Okay. So they donate money to Feeding America to give out to the Lutheran food pantries in the area. Feeding America gives us grants a couple times a year. And now we've been getting grants through Feeding America from the state and the federal government. Mary, let's talk a little bit about need in our area because when you, you talked about this and, you know, Pastor Shockman, I don't think you and I have talked about this. When we were when we were approaching our 150th anniversary as a congregation, and that was in 2015, leading, leading up to that, one of the things we did is uh, some of the leaders of the congregation, myself included, interviewed leaders in the community at the time, uh, Pat Newdecker was the superintendent of schools in the Oconomowoc Area School District. She was getting ready to retire. And we, leading up to her anniversary, we went and talked to people and asked, you know, what are the needs you see in the community as we were trying to think about how we can serve better? And I, rem- I remember Dr. Newdecker, Newdecker talked about how the community had changed over her ten her tenure as superintendent where she's in uh, and I'm going off the top of my head so we can't quote these statistics but it was you know when she started the percentage of kids in the area school district who qualified for free and reduced lunch was in the single digits um at the time she retired it was something like 20% so a really significant increase yeah uh, of people who qualified and you know and and you know, if you drive if you drive around down here, you know, people tend to see there there is there's affluence and in, in wealth here. I mean, we have big condos and big houses and you know nice cars and yeah and and those are all great things. But and a lot of cute little niche shops and, down on you know downtown Main yeah, Road. Yeah, so you, and, we you yeah. s- you'll see a lot, but underneath that there there is also some increased need. And, you know, Mary, I think, you know, part of what you're saying is, you know, there's need. There is need. And and the Lord along the way through us and others began began to provide for that need. Yes. I've gone to a few meetings at Feeding America and um, a lot of the people that are there are from food pantries in Milwaukee. Well, there can be a food pantry... Sometimes it seems like every 10 blocks in some areas, which is great. But And then they look at me like, you're from Oconomowoc. What are you doing here? Why do you even need a food pantry? It's like, well, first of all, we're the far western Waukesha County. And there's so many rural areas that have nothing. And really, from west of us, there isn't a lot. I mean, Watertown isn't very well set up. Mm-hmm. So we really are able to help a lot yeah. of people. And um, the whole pride thing is. What do you mean? For the people that have come to the food pantry. Oh, sure. And 
that I know there are a few people that come from Waukesha zip code because I just asked for zip codes. So I just kind of know where people are coming from. Sure. And they just say, you just make it easy and you make it nice. Mm-hmm. And we feel okay to be here. Yeah. You know. On that on that note, because you mentioned volunteers. Without you don't have to necessarily mention names, but you might want, you know, uh, I mean you probably maybe couldn't name them all. But talk about talk about the volunteers, because this is this is real this is an all volunteer operation. Right. At St. Paul's. Um talk about the other volunteers that are involved. They're fabulous. Simply awesome. <laughs> Simply Oh, I am blessed to know them. They are good souls through and through. Positive, caring, kind. The number. Let's 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 start there. Right? Do you know the number? All of these blessed good souls that help with with uh, delivering the food from the food pantry. The last time we set out to deliver or had have people come pick up from the food pantry, uh, right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. You you sent out a little note that said, "Hey everybody, just so you know." Mm-hmm. Do you remember those? Yes, numbers? I know you remember those numbers. Well, I there were I, how many people helping serve? That okay, I might be a little bit off on my numbers, but I'm going to say thirty five. Thirty five people that helped serve. Serve in one way or another. They picked up the food from Feeding America, which is on Seventeenth and Fadilac. Happens to be my Louie and one of my good best friends' fiancés that do that. Thank goodness. Um, pick up food from Quick Trip, pick up food from Aldi's, um, pack the food bags, pack the toiletry bags. It's making the meal, serving the meal, getting all that organized and working. And how many people did we give food to or feed a meal to? On the third Monday in December, December was just over 200 meals were given out. Like hot meals. Hot meals. And that's in that's in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Yes. In Waukesha County, the most wealthy county in the state of Wisconsin. Yes. We gave away more than 200 meals to people who needed to eat. Yes. And many people said, no, I don't need one tonight. So that we could probably done another 40. Yeah. And on a, on a, so we, we distribute two Mondays a month. On one of those Mondays, we serve a meal. Yes. What's the average number of people that are served for the meal or, no, or for, just for, for both for one yeah one and the other okay i don't know if i want to bring up pre-covid or let's do pre-covid yeah pre-COVID. we'll start there and i then would we'll say COVID. the first monday was usually our slower monday just for whatever reason i don't know if they just wanted to come for the meal or what it was or they were got getting help from other food pantries that were open at, at different times of the, of the month um we were probably served 15 to 20, 25 max usually on the first Monday. Families, households. And that could yep. be a family of one or a family yep. of eight. Yep, yep. 15 yeah. to 25 households. And then the third Monday pre-COVID was probably 25 to 40. Different households. Different households. Now we're serving 50 to 60 on the first Monday consistently. And the third Monday is 55 to 75. I don't normal. The Christmas time is always many more yeah. because they come for the Christmas food bag. And yeah. So. But, but, and how many of the, how many of the folks from the first Monday are repeats on the second Monday? 
It's probably 75%. Yeah. But but even so, you're getting 60 mm-hmm. households a month mm-hmm. that are receiving the, the basics in nutrition from our food pantry. In, yes. At least in part. Yes. And toiletries, because there are some food pantries, they don't yeah. get a lot of toiletries. So yeah. I so try paper to... paper goods, paper towels, toilet paper, Kleenex, soap, toothbrush, dish Kleenex, soap, yeah. right. deodorant. Yeah, because it just, that all adds up. Yeah. And just that little bit extra help is a good thing for them. Yeah. So we like to provide that. They appreciate it for sure. So it, talk about it, because I, I don't want to leave the volunteer thing, because you got, you got a little weepy... Any good quarterback, any really decent quarterback will will say when he is praised, he will say, this is a team game. Yeah. Um, and that's also basically what you were saying is, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm spearheading this, but this is a team game. Yeah. Um, let's get in. Well, yeah. How are we doing on time? We got about five minutes, five, six minutes. Oh, good gravy. Then we need to talk. The other L. Talk the other L. You mentioned him. And so let's yeah. just come back. So and, the, and then, we, God willing, we should talk a little bit about COVID differences. So the guy that picks up the food from Feeding America that you said is your your beloved Louie. My Louie. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun how Mary lights up when she talks about her. How hobby. long have you two been married? It will be 36 years in July. 36 years in July. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So... I met him when I was 21. He was a few years older than I am. I was working in a restaurant in Mayfair Mall, the Chocolate Factory Ice Cream Parlor and Eatery, which I started here in Economwalk, working there when I was a month before I turned 15. Really? Yes. My sister Sue was assistant manager there. Then I got promoted to manage the Chocolate Factory at Mayfair Mall, and Louis' office was across the street. And he would come in for lunch. And the special at that time was usually one of the subs on the menu with a super salad and a free beverage. And he would always say, can I get potato chips instead? And I said, yes, because I was usually at the register. And he thought I did it just for him. (laughs) (laughs) But I would do it for anybody who asked. But that's okay. Let him think that. That's good. Sure. And he he was at that time in event management. Right. He was a booking agent for talent, for bands and DJs. At that time in the 80s, it was every Ramada Holiday Inn had entertainment six nights a week. They had a live band. Yeah. And then when the whole drunk driving thing came about in the late 80s, um, that kind of changed to just the weekends. And so they went more heavily into booking wedding bands. Gotcha. So, because he used to travel around the country in a band, really. Prior to him becoming an agent, what's Louis play? Drums. Really, I always liked the drummer in the band. Always, <laughs> drummers get all the chicks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, okay. So why does it make you laugh so hard? Because I know I. Because you're not a drummer. Laugh. I'm not. <laughs> That's what makes him laugh. Oh. No, I think it's awesome because yeah, you know, yeah, it's chicks. the it's the guy out front, the you know it right. And you know, I was I was a jock. It always kind of made me a little bit ill because you could have some guy that was just bone ugly, but if he could sing, 
he had women draped all over him. And it was similar with the drummer. And the drummers? All right. we, we're totally off topic. Louis. But yeah. this is your Louis, right? But this My is your Louis, Louis yeah. right? And this is the man that you fell in love with and married. And mm-hmm. uh, Well, I should get back a little bit to uh, when I met him. He He's nine years older than I am. So I was 21. He was 30. So after I introduced him to my family, my parents in particular, um, I and they liked him, which, yeah, it's my Louis. Of course you're going to like him. They, I had to tell him, oh, he's like 25, 26, mom. Yeah. And then... You weren't entirely truthful about his No, age. because I thought 21 to 30, that's going to f- not make them overly happy. So I had a... She might not make special desserts for him. Right. Him. Yeah, yeah. So I had to, you know, kind of fudge that a little bit. Sorry, mom and dad, but you know that. Um, and then after they, I knew they really liked him. And I said, okay, well, actually he's 30 and he was married before because that whole yeah. divorce thing was a big deal back yeah. then. Yeah. You know, that like a mixed marriage, Catholic Lutheran. Um, but then it's like, okay, it's Louis. We're good. And they were fine. Yes. Nice. Um, let's, because we're, coming up on time here covid uh the covid 19 pandemic that that began in early 2020 uh impacted us significantly in every possible way as church as a church um but it's also one of the areas where where as i as i look back and as we at st paul's prepare to celebrate on January 22nd of this year, 2023, we're going to have a special unified service. Given 22nd. Yeah. January 22nd, 2023, we're yeah. going to have a single service at St. Paul's to give thanks for God bringing us through this thing. And one of the, th- and I've said so publicly, it, it seems like a hundred times, but I'll you know say it again. Talk rather than have me say it, I'd rather you. What did you guys do during COVID? So COVID, I know it was like March 15th, I think, when everything was officially shut down by the government. 15, 16, something around there. That's March 15th, 2020. And I think we would have had the following Monday would have been our next food giveaway. Well, we didn't do that because we weren't allowed to and we didn't. no one knew what was going on. And the volunteers... From Lord's Cupboard, we were talking, and it's like, wait a minute. We need to be giving food out to people. If they can't get to grocery stores, especially our seniors who can't get out because of health concerns, we need to get them food. And the first Monday in April, we had our drive through food pantry for the first time. Where previous to that, people were coming inside. And shopping on their own. And for some ish, of the food, yes. Right, ish. And eating the meal in the fellowship yeah, hall, which was yeah. lovely. Yeah. And we have sh- like a whole bay of shopping carts that would allow people to do that. Yes. And now we use those bay of shopping carts to run food from inside to outside so people can simply drive up and we'll load up their car and away they go. Yes. So not only did the pandemic uh, shape how we delivered food, or how we gave people the resources that we have received. Uh, but it also increased the number of people coming to get them. Yes. Like, by how much? So we're seeing 
on the first Monday, easily, you know, 50 people, 50 households. It's, it's over three times what you said pre-COVID yes. numbers. Yeah. And then the past six months, I've even seen a 10% increase at each pantry. That's brand new people, first time yeah. comers. Yeah. And wow. Because this economy right now in 2022. Well, I'm sorry, 2023. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a little tougher. In, than it was. It, you know, the, we had almost 8% inflation uh, in 2022. Um, that continues apace presently. And that's impacted a lot of people. I mean, my wife was just talking about eggs. I mean, eggs are were almost eight bucks a dozen or something. Yes. They're crazy expensive. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And we have been blessed with some donations, and those are things I do purchase to give people, to help them out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, eggs, how about a basic protein? Yeah. It's something good for them to have. Yeah, but at one point, didn't some, we were, we received a donation at one point of eggs. We did, and... 90 dozen. Yeah, it was like a six foot cube of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so is there, you know, so, the, so the need went up, um, our volunteers shifted, a lot of things shut down. The church was largely shut down. Um, but in some ways we pressed in, but our, but our Lord's cupboard never shut down. Yeah. We um, pre- know, pressed in to meet the need. We 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 leaned into right. We 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 met it, and we ne- we never we never shut down. And you know, in some ways, you guys um, locally here, and for me, really sh- really showed the way. You know, that was it, it was, you know, Mary it was inspirational and um, and a great example. And, you know, you, we, we shifted the way, you know, at early for the, you know, those who are younger listening, maybe now or in the future, wouldn't, you, you have to kind of put yourself back in that time. We didn't know what we were dealing with. Yeah. We didn't know whether this was going to be the black plague. And cause we were told, you know, people were going to die in the streets or and the Spanish flu of 1918. It, right. And it was just going to be, you know, and, and it, and it was, and I don't want to diminish it. Hundreds of thousands of people, all things considered, Died, died, and it, we don't want to diminish that. But we we didn't we didn't know exactly what we were dealing with, and everything just kind of shut. But you know, your folks recognized people need people need food, and and so they made it happen. Yes, they did. They made it happen, and there's a there's a lot of great things going on at St. Paul's. This is one of them. That's one of them for sure. <laughs> Uh, so when I came, a, you, you know, a short time ago, um, outreach, community engagement is one of the things that's high on my on my list of uh, responsibilities that I'm tasked with. Uh, and that meant I got to sit down with you uh, and say, Mary, how can I help? What, what do you what do you need from me as you know, as the pastor that's now going to going to walk beside you uh primarily in serving our community. What do you need? Do you remember what you told me? I do not. What you said was, not much. <laughs> <laughs> which which was, uh, okay. And then I stepped back, you know, from my own, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor that's going to help you, uh, right? I stepped back from my own, my own, arrogant pride and said, 
Oh, okay. Well, let me watch. And, and I did. And what I learned was she didn't need much. Yeah. The volunteers are in place. The, the, the system is in place. The, the inner workings of it are a finely tuned machine and it's only getting better. Uh, and really the, the best thing I can do is step back and figure out, okay, we've got a food pantry that runs like a top. How do we get my, my, so this is how I've been trying to help Mary is how do we get the work of the church to be included in the work of the food pantry? How do we invite the people receiving these gifts to receive other gifts that Christ freely mm-hmm. gives as well? Yeah. Uh, and we've been working on that. Yes. Right. And we've been working on that and that's fun. It's fun uh, to stand beside people who just like to serve Yep, and say, all right, now how do we include Jesus in that? Mm-hmm. That's fun. And that's, that's kind of where, that's kind of where we're working, right? Yes. Is, is bringing, bringing more of the resources that St. Paul's does into line with that and uh, allowing, um, allowing some of the structure that you've built around how Lord's Cupboard works to influence how other servant agencies uh, in our in our area can work. Um, there's a, just a really fun story before you wrap us up. Um, in the midst of, of all of this going on and the Oconomowoc Food Pantry needing to do some renovation to their own building, um, you know, I stood by and watched while uh, Mary ordered a storage container in the middle of winter to be placed into a parking spot in our parking lot so that the Oconomowoc Food Pantry could store some of their frozen stuff in a container. And then they ended up shutting down while they got their floors renovated. And we picked up the slack. Our Lord's Cupboard picked up the slack or, or, or rather met the need that was now increased. And then when they got done with renovating, we didn't, we didn't hold on to it. We didn't try to own it. We didn't try to say, well, we got this covered. You guys don't No, We just gave it back and said, that was fun. Thanks for partnering with us. Here's your, here's, here's what you guys were giving to us back. So you can fill your shelves. So you can meet the needs of the people that come to you. Um, this is what partnering with the community looks like, folks. Absolutely. And we just talked the other day, Amy, the head person at the Economic Food Pantry, about some stuff. So we share, we talk, we help each other out, along with the other f- local s- small yeah. food pantries. It's pretty cool. And so since she's here, and by the way, uh, not on the side, she has a kind of a primary vocation as you are what your your daily work uh, outside of which you don't get paid for for food pantry, but you for a living you do what? Well, day job is working for a property management company, but I also sell real estate. I have my real estate license, which and I've been able to help some members of St. Paul. What's the name? What's the name of your company? That real estate company, Coldwell Banker Home Sale Realty. 
in Oconomowoc. And if so, if you need some help, shameless plug. Oh, oh wow. Well, thank you. There it is. Talk to Mary. Talk to Mary Hickenbottom. Um, this has been a great, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously come back and talk, talk more. I think we, we probably could have talked a lot more about COVID, a lot of things. We COVID could have talked about changes, a lot of but, things, right? Yeah. We probably could do two or three more episodes with Mary, and that may well happen in the in the in the, months in and the years course of time. Come. So for for Mary to you and to your team, uh, we do this thing at chapel at the school where we raise the praise, yeah. um, where we give thanks to God uh, for the good things going on. Yeah, it's it's always wonderful as a pastor's as pastors first to see our people living out their confirmation verses. Rejoice, Rejoice in the, the Lord, Lord always. Always. <laughs> always. We say it again. Rejoice. 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 Thanks for joining us. Thank you. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristinAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping. <laughs> and a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.